When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, Lucy Kippis here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and this episode of our podcast is brought to you by Flying Solo's brand new business class membership. It's your annual pass to great deals, discounts, tips and wisdom for building the business of your dreams and includes the opportunity to be a guest on this podcast. All for just $2.99. Now on to the show. Today's guest knows what a full day looks like. Natasha Stewart is the founder of Business Jump. She's also a mum of four children, including seven-month-old twins. I got in touch with Natasha after she wrote a post several months ago now reflecting on her first foray into business and motherhood six years ago. As she wrote in her post that I'll make sure to drop into the show notes of the podcast, um, that this experience led to an experience of burnout and postnatal depression. Natasha's post struck a chord with me firstly because I felt it was really brave. Not only is she a woman speaking about the realities of motherhood, but also in her, in her perspective as a business owner. And often the, she's sort of overcoming that reluctance we can often have to share the stories that make the exciting journey to business often very difficult. Natasha, welcome to our podcast. It's really lovely to speak with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And we're talking today as your little twins are fast asleep. So time is of the essence, which any working mum can completely understand. Um, yeah, I, wanted to first, <laughs> I, I wanted to start by talking about that original post um, that you put onto Facebook several months ago now, because first, in the first instance, I guess it, it shine, shone a light for, for other women who maybe uh, have experienced postnatal depression and also um, business owners that may have experienced burnout. I wondered what was the trigger that made you decide to tell that part of your story? Um, I have a few different um, reasons why. Um, the first thing is I actually just really like sharing information that I've learned that I know that other people can benefit from. Um, I find that overcoming adversity and then sharing what I've learned um, is it lights me up. Um, but also I, I have a lot of clients, they are all mums, and I want them to know the real truth behind what it takes to run a business because I mm. think sometimes from the outside it can look like it's easy and it's also great and everyone's got their laptops and a cocktail on the beach and I want <laughs> them to know that that's not the real story because where, what it means is when they hit challenging times they're going to go oh this is normal oh I heard Nat talk about this one time um, as opposed to thinking oh I'm a failure this is too hard and I'm just going to give up. Yeah and I think that's an excellent point because the extension of that is that, yes, you're going to face challenges as a business owner anyway. As a mum running a business, that, you know, mm -hmm. those problems are, are almost doubled in some ways. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't continue, which, you know, is, yeah. is evident in your own story um, all the time. Was it a hard yeah. post for you to write? 
No, it wasn't. To be honest, um, I I don't I I don't see um, for me personally, I don't see the stigma for myself around writing about mental health. For me, it's like just breaking an arm. Um, and, you know, I've had tests done that have shown that my brain hasn't been making enough serotonin. It's just like my bone's not making enough calcium. So that's mm. the way I see it. So it's easy for me to write about it. However, I understand that there is a stigma and other people find it incredibly difficult difficult to talk about and if anything that just makes me want to write about it even more um to advocate more so for mental health and to show that it's normal and you can you can overcome it and you can still do things like run a business and even thrive from having gone through the experience Mm. and that i mean that's what's so inspiring about your story so i suppose to take everyone back a little bit the post that I am referring to um, was something that you reflected on. Was it after the birth of your first child or your second child that My you second. were writing about? Yeah. Your second. Yeah. And since then, you've, well, quite recently, you've had another experience of that um, after giving birth to your, your twin babies. Can you talk us through mm-hmm. a little bit about both of those experiences? For sure. So the first time around with my son was a very typical classic situation um, where he wasn't a good sleeper. He didn't sleep until he was over two. He was an incredibly difficult baby and um, he just really sort of burned me out. And at the same time, I was trying to run a business and be a mum to my older daughter and a wife and a friend and yeah, I just really got burned out from it. And at that time, I thought that I was a failure and I thought that it was just me and that everyone else was out there doing a good job and why couldn't I? And as I went through recovery, I really started to understand that um, that adversity that I'd gone through and those tough times and the things that I'd learned um, actually to me were, were gifts and I became so much more stronger from it. Um, and I managed to turn it into a positive. And then I even used that story to really grow business jump. And that was one of the main things that con- contributed to business jump success was talking about things, um, that other people could relate to. Mm. So I unexpectedly then got pregnant, um, with twins. We thought we were done and dusted. Um, but I guess the universe had a different. Um, journey (laughs) and um, I was at high risk of relapse and I knew that so going into it I was very mindful um, about trying to protect myself from falling down again but I guess I learned that you you can't sometimes protect yourself um, mm. and that it was going to happen anyway. And this time was a little bit different because I didn't see myself as a failure. I, I knew that this was a thing. It happened. Um, it was more severe and more scary than, than the last time. Um, but I'm now coming out on the other side of it. And again, I feel grateful that I've gone through it because I already feel so much stronger. And I guess that's why I can write about these things is I generally will always write afterwards so that was then this is now and I always feel like a different person or I feel so much stronger and I think that's one of my main points when talking about adversity and mental health is that it can actually be a really beautiful gift and it can transform us as a person and we can come out of it so much stronger um, Mm. than we went into it. Absolutely that's a really important point to make I think, you know, I've read quite a few of your posts. I follow your page and, you know, I love your honesty. 
Um, and one of the things that strikes me, I think you wrote about it recently as well. I think you put it something like, you know, you actually find you get a lot of solace from your work that your business, mm. no matter how, what else is going on, and you've had lots of stuff going on, that you get a sense of peace and sort of mm. sense of, I suppose, um, what am I trying to say, fulfilment from your work. Yeah. Um, that's something, you know, that's an experience that I also share with my work. And I wondered, have you always felt that way about work or do you think it's that running your own business fuels this feeling for you? I think I, I think it's a bit of both. I think I really hit the trifecta with business jump. Um, mm. I, I've had a similar feelings um, in other businesses, but I really feel that the stars aligned with business jump. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong, there's definitely times where I feel like just going and working and doing like nightfall um, and stocking shelves and not having to make any decisions or not run a team or not deal with social media. Um, mm -hmm. But for the most part, there's nothing better than just putting my music on and absorbing myself into my work and sort of forgetting about the outside world for a little while. Um, so it is very fulfilling for me um, for the most part. So you obviously find it easy to focus. So once you're in work mode, yeah. it's quite easy for you to switch yeah. straight in there and focus. And I think, you yeah. know, it was remiss of me not to ask this at the top of the interview, but can you explain to us sort of in a nutshell what Business Jump does, what it's all about? Sure. Yeah, so we help basically mums start an online business um, so they can also work from home. Um, that might be a, a, some type of blog or it might be a service-based business. Um, we generally don't do too many product-based businesses, not that we won't, but I just really sort of want the clients to have the same type of freedom and fulfillment that I've earned for myself and I just feel that a product-based business is one of the hardest ways to get there. Not that it can't be done, but um, yeah, I generally like to stick with in um, things that I believe are going to be the path of the least resistance for our clients. Mm, very important. Actually, we shared a post of yours um, just this week um, where you were talking about the fact that you'd made $2 million in the first four years of your business. Now, you also mm -hmm. said that in while you achieved that figure, you also were working at that time a mix of part-time, full-time, you're on maternity leave, you, you know, you weren't saying, you know, I sat at my desk for 17 hours a day and I was just drilling down to make that money. It's obviously, as you also say, it's an enviable figure. But what did it really take to get there? Was it this combination of determination that you have or, you know, what is it that makes that kind of success yeah. in a business like yours? Yeah, well, um, it was four years within Business Jump, but it was also on the back of a good sort of 10 or 12 years of being in business. So it was really just that point where everything combined and, again, the stars aligned and I used all of everything that I'd learned over the full 16 years of being in business and finally sort of hit the nail with Business Jump. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's, you know, and probably I pointed out in my post, I think that's really important to point out too because sometimes on the internet there's a lot of overnight success and all that type of stuff but usually it's on the back of a lot of years and that definitely was the case for me and in terms of um what it took i think just raw determination and grit and an unwavering stubborn belief that i would never give up until i got what i wanted <laughs> which was 
um, you know, some type of success, but not necessarily materialistic success, but that freedom and that fulfillment um, that has always driven me. I've always had a really big why and really big end goals. And even though I haven't always known how to get there, I've always stayed true to those end goals and just got back up every time I fell down and kept on persisting. Mm. And, I mean, the business that you've got now, as you say, is targeted at mums who are trying to start an online business or are running one. What do you think, I mean, this is a very broad question, but what do you see as the most common challenges unique to this group of people running a business? Definitely mindset um, and definitely some common myths like they don't have enough time or they don't have enough skills um, or expertise, all of that stuff can be worked out. So, the biggest thing is really just mindset with a belief that even if you don't think that you've got enough time or even if you don't think that you've got enough skills, you'll just find a way, whether it's 10 minutes a day, um, it's a breadcrumb trail and you just follow that breadcrumb and you accumulate and you evolve as you go. But I fear, I see a lot of people falling straight out at the gate with just a belief that they're not enough or that they don't have enough time or that they're not smart enough or that they're worried that other people will judge them and generally it's all limiting beliefs and subconscious stories that we tell to ourselves that hold us Mm. back from just giving it a go and also having enough strength and resilience to know that failure is a part of the game um I think it's very unlikely that the first business will be the one that they think is going to be, you know, that success that they're looking for. But if they go into it knowing that it might be the third or the fourth, then they will absolutely get there. So I guess mindset and also the right expectations is important as well. Mm, such, yeah, such good insight there. And I mean, do in regard to the type of business that women are running, is there is there something that's emerging as a trend there? I mean, is there a lot of um, online retail booming? Like, what do you see as the big sort of areas that mums are sort of flocking to in terms of building a business? Or is there a pattern? Yeah. I'm not sure, to be honest with you, um, in terms of whether there's one type of business model that stands out more than the other. I know that there's a big trend in terms of sort of like MLM um, and um, another one which I'm not an advocate for. I don't believe that that's really running a business, but I do see them trending and I do see some like a lot of people sort of curious to know what those are about. Not saying that they can't be good or that they can't work out, but they're just not really my style. Um, But in terms of um, different trends. I really believe that you should just go with where your strengths are. So some people would have strengths and expertise that's more aligned with service-based business. Um, some would have more strengths aligned to maybe something like a blog where they're selling advertising. Um, so yeah, it's more about aligning yourself with your strengths rather than going with a trend. Mm. Um, and we talk about well-being a lot here at Flying Solo. It's a It's a passion point for me in terms of small business owners because I think that it's an area that we can really neglect when we're feeling very ambitious. Wellbeing is obviously something really important to you and something that's part of your, like you're consciously focused on that given your own um, mental health experiences. I just wondered what you find the most realistic kind of thing to be doing now while you are incredibly busy. I mean, you have four children and you have a very successful busy business. What are the kinds of things that you 
find it easier to commit to in terms of your well-being? Yeah, so my commitment to myself is just two minutes a day. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a two-minute cold shower, two minutes of yoga, two-minute walk. Um, it's just I tell myself every day that's what I would do. But actually what I'm really doing is tricking myself because when I say to myself, oh, I'm just going to do two minutes, my brain goes, okay, fine, we can do that. But then once I start walking, say for that two minutes, I'll end up running for 40, 40 minutes or, yeah. um, you know, like I, it, it's really just the entry point for my brain to go, okay, fine, we'll do it. And then I usually get into a longer instance of whatever I'm doing or or it might be that I do two minutes of yoga, but then I also have a minute um, cold shower and then I go for a run. So every day is different, but it's always with that consistent. My commitment is just two minutes a day. That's very clever. It's like tricking yourself into yeah. <laughs> getting yourself yeah. out the door. I really like yeah. that. No one feels like going for a run for an hour, but if I say to myself, no. I'll just get myself out the door and see how I feel. I don't have to run if I don't want. I pretty much guarantee you I will always end up running for that hour. No, oh, That's excellent. might give that a try myself. And what would you say, you know, if there's um, women now listening, and I know from the posts that we've shared on our social media of yours already that you have quite a committed following of very passionate um, women that have either been, you know, mentored or coached by you or just love reading your stuff. But what if you are one of those women right now listening to this thinking, you know, I have this idea for a business. I'm not sure if it's the time to strike out yet. You know, I have these young children all these demands, yada, 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 what do you, what's your sort of number one thing that you would say to them at this point if they felt ready to do it? Yeah, I would say um, just, again, 10 minutes a day. So it depends on a few different variables, but if they are sort of really not ready to engage with someone to help them, then just 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes researching, 10 minutes looking on social media, 10 minutes learning um, about it. Or, of course, they can engage someone like me to help them. We also deal with a lot of mindset. Um, but also if they're feeling stuck, like if it's more of a fear thing to think to themselves um, ahead in 10 years, where do they want to be in 10 years and what do they need to do now to make that happen? And most importantly, would they be happy if they stayed where they are right now in 10 mm. years? And if the answer is no, then that's a definite sign that they need to do something about it because a lot of people are scared to start a business for loads of different reasons. But to me... Like if I were in a job and this is just the type of person that I, I'm in or I am, I would find it way more scarier to be in a job for the next 10 years rather than just take this idea and see what happens and see where I can take it. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. That's an excellent way of looking at it. And, I mean, you obviously um, have a lot on your plate, but who, where do you get the most support um, in terms of being able to do all these things that you do? I have to give credit where credit's due with this one and say my husband, he looks after all my crazy um, <laughs> and supports me with the kids. Um, and we, we tag team it basically. So, I mean, everyone loves to say how great running a business is and that's, you know, definitely true, but it also takes a lot of sacrifices. And at the moment, just because I have the twins and they're not in daycare just yet, I'm working weekends, which means mm -hmm. that my husband is um, 
you know, the dad on the weekends and he looks after the kids and he does all that. Plus he does the mornings before he goes to work so I can either do my self-care or work. So my husband supports me a lot. That's wonderful. That's so good. Obviously another essential element of success really, especially with children as young as yours. Um, They're very lucky to have a mum that's so passionate and so articulate as well. And thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Where is the best place for anyone interested to find more about Business Jump and you to um, where are the best places to find you? Um, for sure. So you can pop over to my website, which is businessjump.com.au, or you can find me in my Facebook group, Remarkable Business Mums, where I'm there pretty much every day. And that's where you can find my real-time sort of posts and insights and business advice. Okay. Thank you so much, Natasha, for speaking with us today. And Hopefully we'll check in again soon. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.